to Straight from the Horse's Mouth, where we cut the BS and give you the truth all about sports. I'm Eric Bradshaw, and hosting the show with Bryce Holden. So what's up, what's up, people? We are back in the building for episode 42. Um, coming to you live in front of a recorded studio audience. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Just me in my room. <laughs> um, first off, uh, first we shout out to uh, my, my good friend Tyrone. Um, Tyrone recently did a couple new designs uh, for me and Eric. Uh, real good, real dope, real good, real dope work. Uh, I like it. Wouldn't expect nothing less. Um, me and Tyrone, guess we go way back. We were college roommates since uh, 2013. Oh, uh, wow. yeah, 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 man. So he, yeah, you know, he came a long way. He, you know, he went from uh, me having a better, because uh, uh, you know he's a designer, and I, I remember I got like a we took the same like um, website design class, and I got a B in it. Or something like that, or A, and he had like a like a lower grade than me, which I think pisses him off to this day. So he went from that to you know what he doing now. So yeah, shout out to him for giving us those designs, man. Came in clutch because we needed a new a new makeover, you know, something new, something different. For our marketing element. Yeah, yeah, you know those gifts, you know, give people something different, look, taste something different. So shout out to him and for the for the work he put in. Um, but how you been though? Me? No. No, the other guy. <laughs> the, the, our other, our other co-host. <laughs> right. Um, it's good. Um, you know, um, about twenty, about twenty-three, twenty-two days. Yeah. You know, I gotta get the COVID test within three days of getting on a plane to come back. Good, because if you got it, you it can just stay sounds down like a pain, there. though. It just sounds like a pain. Like, yeah. just, I mean, because if you got it, you can stay down there. Look, man. With, with the rest I'm of the saying, like, with the rest of the spring breakers, y'all can all party party together down in Mexico. Okay, so it's official. I actually have changed my tickets the nineteenth. Okay. I don't feel like I should be telling the public world my like you know travel arrangements. Yeah, you know, yeah, but nineteenth yeah. I get him in at eleven forty three. So that's I'm cool. Just hoping, I'm just trying to convince my dad to buy me a late night snack at some point. That, yeah. That's why I'm doing it so late. So it's cool. It's cool because because cause your fans can meet you at the airport when you land. At like, the airport, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so you gonna be there then? I mean, yeah, like, just yeah. I, I'm gonna be the guy with the sign. You know what I mean? You gonna be the only dude? Yeah. <laughs> this way, come this way, sir. For right now. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's good. Just you know, doing a diet sometimes and uh, just just living up for these last twenty something days, the last three weeks I'm here. Dude, we just came. Uh, we just survived. I say survived. We just got through this freaking winter storm, man. I think How about that? The whole yeah, man. It's been hitting everybody. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So. Looks like that. That's kind of behind us, but that was crazy. I mean, whoo! Texas got hit pretty hard. Um, uh, they I, did. But, I mean, just collapsed their system almost. Yeah, my sister stays down there, so you know they had. I think they had a little thing. You know, kind of knocked their power for a little minute, but they good now. But man, yeah, it, it was. Whoo! It was. It was worse than what I thought it was gonna be. Um, like, yeah, it it, it, it was crazy. It was unexpected, but like I said, look like we out to work now. But um, obviously, I'm gonna give you out a song of the day once again, provided from Callie herself. She and the song is uh, called "Pomegranate" uh, by the artist J2. Um, it's a cool song. Uh, obviously, by another new artist. I'm trying to discover as many new artists as I can for 2020. I'm sorry for 2021. I'm trying to prepare myself, right? Because all the concerts are gonna come back in 2022. So I'm trying to learn as many of these people now. So I can get all, you know, get all my music stuff together. So come 2022, I'm going to be outside. Okay. Thighting it up. 
Anyway, so we'll move on. We'll just jump right into it like we always do. First thing, biggest news, Carson Wentz has made that trade since we talked last week. Uh, actually, didn't take the whole week, though. It just took a few days and uh, because they didn't want that $10 million tag on their contract. So the Eagles were looking for a good deal. They were going to find it, so he went to the Colts for two picks, a 2021 second round, first round pick. And then there's a, there's a, there's a couple, you know, depending how they do it, uh, 2022 round pick. Uh, just, you know, second or third round pick. So two picks for Carson Wentz. My whole thing is, my contention, I guess, is if he plays anything like he could be, because I think last year, just I don't know what his mental state was, but obviously he just wasn't working with him last year. If he can even play close, not even exact close to his 2017 MVP, close to MVP year, steal for the Colts. Steal, absolute steal for the Colts. What the Colts were playing with house money. Right, they had they had nothing to lose. Philip Rivers, oh. Philip Rivers was was retired. Right, you got Jacoby Brissett, but you know he ain't the future. You know what I'm saying? So it, Carson Wentz is one of those high upside, low. You know what I mean? Low, you know, high reward, low risk kind of kind of guys. Right. Uh, right. I don't think he'll ever like he'll ever kind of like die and just be like an 18 touchdown, 18 pick kind of guy. I don't think that's him really. I don't think he'll ever just like be that bad. So regardless, you're gonna get you know. Ella Phillip is bad, but you're definitely going to get it somewhere we might be able to go with for the next couple of years. And if he likes the, the the way it works there, he can really develop and be really, really good. Which, if you're on the Colts, I'm going to take a chance on that. If I was the Niners, I would have taken a chance on that. If I, any team that's looking for a quarterback, I might have taken a chance on that, depending on what my situation was looking at. So I think it's a huge win for Colts, honestly. And the thing about it, if you Carson Wentz, this is, this is what you're walking into, right? you got a running game. you got an offensive line. You know what I'm saying? You got a coach that you trust, and you got a few receivers to throw to. So you pretty much had everything you did not have in Philadelphia, and their defense not that bad. Everything, yeah, that's everything that you didn't have in Philadelphia, you have now. You know what I'm saying? So only thing that we gonna find out is this is Carson Wentz. This is his last stand. It, I know it's crazy to think about because he's so, he's still a young quarterback if you think about it. But, it, it, this is his last stand as far as him being a legit, like, quarterback, right? Every quarterback gets that one chance of, that, that you get in that you get in that spot where he goes, all right, is it – this is your chance to shine. Either you're going to go one way or you're going to go the other. You know what I'm saying? We have seen it with a bunch of guys. We're like, all right, let's see what he do when he got some talent around him. And some of these guys flop and some guys don't. So, you know, this is a big test for Carson Wentz. It's defining his career, really. How, yeah. how, what is he going to do when his name is called? No doubt. When it could be his turn. No not, not, to, not to win rings and things, but, I mean, just to be, like, in that in that area, this is a shot, like you said. And, and, uh, a, cra- and, a, and a crazy thing to think about is how fast does the world turn? You know what I'm saying? Like, Philadelphia was what? We're only, what, three years removed from from the Super Bowl for Philadelphia, like we're not that long ago removed. Like that was what twenty eighteen, I believe. Yeah, that was twenty eighteen. Right, that was twenty eighteen. So, because the Patriots won a year after that, and then the Chiefs won a year after that, and the Bucks won this year. So we're only we're only a couple years removed from them winning it all. You go from that to the coach being gone, right? Nick Foles is gone. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? All the main receivers pretty much are done. Zach Ertz is like he about to get released, and now Carson Wentz um, is gone. 
it, it, it just lets you know how fast things can go south. Like, you, you can be on the pedestal one day, and next thing you know, you're trading your star quarterback for for some peanuts, a bag of chips, and a, and a, and a, and a train ticket to Alaska. You know what I'm saying? Like it, Maybe a bottle of water if you're lucky. Right, and a bottle right, and, and it's and it's a Dasani bottle of water, too. It's not even oh, okay. like, you know what I mean? You get Deja <laughs> Blue. Fiji. Not that Fiji water. Right, you're right, not Fiji water. You get, you get Dasani or Deja Blue. You know what I'm saying? So... That's crazy, but again, we kind of expected this. We we expected him to get traded. Absolutely. And we everybody kind of saw it, him going to the Colts. I really didn't see any other yeah. destination. I didn't. Let me phrase it. I didn't want him to go to any other destination. I wanted him to go to the Colts because I'm you know I'm a fan of Carson Wentz, and I've been riding with him you know pretty much since he's been drafted. So true. You know I'm riding with him now. And and I and not really see the Bears pulling the trigger on that. I know that they you know their quarterback situation, but I feel like there's still just some some undecided area in their head. So I don't really see the Bears making a move on that. You know who they but need to go yeah. for? Sam oh. Darnold. I wouldn't mind seeing he, him. He's available. That's true. He there's a lot of this there's a lot of quarterbacks available to Sean Watson's available. So or he can be. Yeah he can um, be. that'll be that'll be interesting. For the whole uh, for the whole But for the Eagles now, are they team. just hundred percent rebuild mode now? Yeah. I mean Yeah. and that's the weird thing about football is like you said, three years are moved. I mean, the Niners went to the bowling here, and, and I think they went to the championship, and that was it. Um, like you saw, I mean, you take Tom Brady off the Patriots, boom, they're, I mean, they're a bottom team now. I mean, there's so many teams that get there. The Rams, I mean, well, they did better, but they went to the Super Bowl, then didn't, and now they kind of went to the playoffs. It's just football does that to you. I mean, it, it, one year does not mean anything unless you have a dynasty going, which only KC looks like that right now. I mean, technically – my Broncos have not made the playoffs since we won Super Bowl. Since we've right. won the Super Bowl, we have not made the playoffs. Barely no, sniffed no. it. And we're pretty and we may um and the Broncos are probably going to release Von Miller. So once again proving that how quickly does, you know, stuff change, you know what I mean? It's it's crazy. Especially, absolutely. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll keep up the update on that, you know, a couple months from now. It'll be interesting to see how Carson Wentz football does, especially with COVID. You know, interesting to see how just the sport will do itself. Um, and we'll also be keeping time on free agency because, like I said, quarterbacks is going to be crazy this year. Yeah. So I'm excited about that to see what moves can happen. I want some surprises. Um, but like you said, you know, we won't, Colts was one thing, but we only were surprised. Wentz was going to be out there before March really was coming around. So, there we go. Remember, the, 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 go big, the big stories to follow going forward will be where J.J. Watt will land, right? Where Deshaun Watson will get traded, right? And, and um, Sam Donald. Sam Donald, that is a big win. Um, with, with Saints with Drew Brees and, and the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger. Those are the big stories I'm kind of going to follow because those are program-altering, right? Two Hall of Absolutely. Fame quarterbacks. Uh, a potential Hall of Fame quarterback, MVP candidate Deshaun Watson, and obviously a Hall of Famer in JJ Watt. Where do those Where do those cards fall? And then once they fall, we'll kind of have a good picture of where the rest of the league will kind of come into play. Absolutely. Uh, now we're gonna move on to something a little bit different. Um, I know Brian's been following this story for a long time, and you know this isn't something that's necessarily been gone, but it's not something that everybody focuses on unless you're really into football. Uh, this is about Terrell Owens and Donovan McNabb's relationship while they were on the Eagles. Well, the brief year and a half that T.O. was on the Eagles. So, in case you don't wonder, I don't remember the channel, but there's this YouTube guy who, you know, he shoots pro, he, you know, he, he brings a lot of guys in. 
and he got McNabb and Terrell Owens' side of the story about their relationship and how that's worked out. They both came from very different point of views, and I hate this with athletes. I wish I could believe somebody, even even with like reading the news. Like I wish I could believe somebody because they they sound so good. So Bryce Bryce has done more than I have. I, I got a little bit, but Bryce, what's your perspective on this? relationship between the two because this is still people don't understand we're not just making up a story this is still pertaining to this day about how that went down in philly with teal and McNabb. so guys what's your perspective on that so we, we so the people don't know what we're talking about we got to take you all the way all the way back to, to the prehistoric year of 2004 um, you know what i'm saying when lime wire was still was still being used and phones were still being flipped or slid. I was in the six. I was six years old at the time. You were six in two thousand four. I was born ninety eight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were young guy. So I barely maybe started first school, kindergarten, first grade, maybe barely. Yeah. So I remember. Um, I remember because I was I was just really I was still kind of new. You know what I mean? Still trying to like watch football or whatever like that, and. Uh, I remember when Terrell Owens got to Philly because he was in New Orleans. New Orleans. He was in San Francisco wasting away. Then he gets to Philadelphia. And mind you, in respect to Donovan McNabb, Donovan McNabb had made the uh, NFC Championship game like three or four times by the time he Terrell Owens got there. You know what I'm saying? He was a good. He was a damn good quarterback. Um, He was getting there with receivers like Ty Pinkston. And Freddie Mitchell, you know, you have no idea who those guys are, do you? No, absolutely not. Right, there's no point. You know what I mean? But they that's who. And there it is, right there. Right, and that's who he was getting to the uh, to the NFC Championship game with. So you figure, all right, you get you get Donovan McNabb, Mister Mister uh, Mister. He's he was always being them chunks commercial. You know chunks like the. Uh, the the, the yeah. soup. Yeah, the soup. Yeah, yeah. He's all, him and his mama. He's always being the commercials, right? And then you got yeah. then you got Mister Get Your Popcorn Ready and Terrell Owens, and they get together, and it, it's the perfect marriage of what happens when you get a star quarterback and an elite receiver. It's what you want to happen, right? When those worlds collide, it's supposed to be all right. You make me better, I make you better, and they got really? to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we've seen all. Of, I mean, we can go back to Montana, right? My kind of thing. I mean, you go to, and then even kind of like to, I don't know, um, Aikman and Irving. Uh, yeah, Brady and Randy Moss for for a brief year they were together. That yep. wasn't a bad. That wasn't a bad thing working together. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of there's been a lot of good stuff. Um, I mean, Tom Brady with pretty much everybody he just had in his bucks. I mean, pr- pretty much. I mean, that that wasn't a bad thing for him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. Does does wonderful things for a team. Anyway, keep going. You always say. A good elite, a good receiver can help a quarterback. An elite receiver can unlock a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like Tom Brady, they always tell people there are two Tom Brady's: pre-Randy Moss Tom Brady and post-Randy Moss Tom Brady. When you get an elite receiver, it's supposed to, uh, you know what I mean? Like everything is the whole playbook is open. Your whole eyes is open. You're like, man, you know what? Maybe I can't air it out down there. I can do this. We can't run that play. But kind of back to the story. When they got together, it was perfect. They get to the Super Bowl. Now, Donovan McNabb played like trash. He threw three interceptions. But Terrell Owens broke his leg and was the best player on the field, right? At that moment, everybody kind of knew, all right, all right, Donovan McNabb, it'd be better off. He's he's the inferior player to Terrell Owens. It, It was proven. At that point... One guy, Terrell Owens, was a better receiver than Donovan McNabb 
was a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, but then, and then, like, like we talked about off air, the relationship was over. As quickly, like, I remember I looked up, and next thing I know, Donovan Trellon wasn't in, um, Philadelphia. He wasn't training playing, camp. he wasn't playing anymore. Right? He held out a training camp. He had the infamous, he was doing sit-ups in the driveway. Everybody remember that with the media all around him. Throwing a piece for the cameras. Yeah, and then next thing you know, he's in Dallas with Tony Romo talking about, that's my quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, like it right. was so, it was so quick. And here we are now. In, in 2021, and Donovan McNabb and Terrell Lawrence, you know, they still they still don't get along, and it kind of it kind of let, lets you kind of like think about as far as like all right, not every quarterback can handle an elite receiver. You know what I'm saying? Just like just like in basketball, notice in basketball, it's coach. It's, especially you see it in college basketball, right? It's easy to coach. With no, with no expectations, right? It's easy to coach the Gonzagas of the world, right? It's easy uh-huh. to coach the VCUs of the world. It's easy to coach that. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to coach the these, um, like like these these in the NBA. It's easy to be the coach of the Timberwolves. It's easy to be the coach <laughs> of the Knicks. It's easy to be the coach of the Hornets. We ain't got expectations for you. You playing with house money. There's but, no chance, really. Right, but like, but when you get but when you get a star player, all right, now do something. Now let me see if that. Now let me see what you can do. Now we got expectations. Now you're supposed to win. You know what I'm saying? Now what? And that's what to me this proved with Donovan McNabb and, Ter- and, and Terrell Lawrence is not every quarterback can handle a star player. We we kind of seeing that now with Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. Not right. from not from a relationship standpoint because look like they got a good relationship. But from an on-field standpoint, the pressure. Baker played like trash when he had Odell Beckham Jr. He did, and you can see the yeah. nerves. You can see the the the, the fidgetness, the, the 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 antsiness. The the you know he was dancing in the pocket like it was footloose. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like like, and that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. Is it, it, it always because me and my dad always debate. We always debate is when you're a player. And it's weird. We, we and you are basketball fiends, so it's always easy for me to kind of relate it to basketball. But it's easy. Like, what's easier? Playing, like, what's going to a, a, a mid-major or going to a, a, like, a power five school, right? One of the blue bloods. You know what I'm right. saying? Well, I'm like, well, if you go to the mid-major, you're playing with house money, you're going to play, but you're going to get exposed because you got you a ball in your hand most of the time or going to the big schools, right? Is what do you want? Do you want that spotlight or not? And Terrell Owens, when he went to Philadelphia, and, and Donovan McNabb was no longer the number one player. He was no longer the star, right? Yeah, he, right. Had, yeah, he, he had the Chunks commercial with his mama. But it's like, all right, but you it's, you got yeah. T.O. You got Terrell Owens. And receivers, they're divas. We know that. They're divas, no doubt about it. They'll tell you. Okay. Right. Receivers will tell you we divas. We Absolutely. Need, you know, we need the ball in our hand all the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but Donovan McNabb, I'm with Terrell Owens. I've always been on his side when it came to this. I was just about to ask you, whose side are you on? And I can definitely tell you you're feeling uh, to you. And, and I am too. I'll talk about it in a minute. Because to me, it's you're the quarterback. It's your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's your job to 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 make sure everything is... It's, you're the captain of the ship. 
Yeah, I was like, you're telling the other captain anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if 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 if, if you got to do everything in your power to make sure the ship is steering in the right direction, you know what I'm saying? Some quarterbacks, do, some quarterbacks, whether they want to admit it or not, some quarterbacks are okay with being like, as long as I'm the, I get all the glory and we win, and no expectations, we cool. And that's what Donald McNabb was like. You know what I'm saying? He proved that when he when when he didn't do everything in his power to keep Terrell Lawrence at that moment, we knew what he was. You know what I'm saying? We knew what he was. He was a guy who was cool with as long as he was getting to the NFC Championship games, as long as he was getting the chunk commercial with his mama and her and all that stuff. It was cool. You know what I'm saying? But when you when you got Andy Reid as your coach. You got Terrell Owens as your receiver. You got Brian Westbrook in the back. You know what I'm saying? And you got the freak, Javon Curse on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Now you got expectations. Now you're in the Super Bowl. But look what you did. You nutted up. You threw three interceptions. And now you... You went not the with yards. Right. That's what, that's what you did. And you know what I'm saying? And then after that, what? No one... The, the, the Eagles were an afterthought. When, when Terrell Owens left in, in the following season, yeah, the Eagles, I think they made another... NFC Championship game, but you you weren't taking them serious after that, and then he lost, and then he and, he, and then he lost his spot to to Michael Vick, and then he went to Washington, where he had the Monday Night Massacre, got annihilated by the Eagles, and we never heard from him again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's, it's 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 people always take for granted. That's why I never take for granted when all these star players get together. People t- people think it's easy when all these star players to get together. It's harder. You know what I'm saying? It's harder. Right. You see it in any sport, basketball, baseball, football, um, I mean, hockey. I mean, you go, you go there. You, you eat uh, soccer. You can't just take talent and put it on a good team, expect it all to just fold together. There's a lot of internal stuff that has to go together for things to work right. No doubt. A lot. And and you know what's funny is with this Donovan McNabb, Terrell Owens thing, it, it also proves, like, Everybody don't want to win, man. Like that guys, got like guys say they want to win, but a lot of people want to win on their terms. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yes. like the first time ever, the first time I heard this conversation as far as like people wanting to win on their terms was when remember remember the Seahawks and they didn't run the ball with Marshawn Lynch. And mm-hmm. all the media reports were coming out. He was like, oh, no, Pete Carroll wanted wanted Russell Wilson to, to, to have the game winning play. I never believed that. I honestly believe they just made a bad decision and it just didn't work out the way they wanted it to work out. But yeah. that was the first time I heard that. But to <laughs> me, this applies in this case. You know what I'm saying? Like, not ev- everybody, and this is, this, is, this is almost in life, though. Like, people want to do stuff the way they want it on their terms. You know what I'm saying? Like people want to win their way. Like guys can lie to you and be like, "Yeah, my, I, I, like, like, yeah, I was having my team won won the championship," but you was on the sideline. Would you rather your team won with you there, or you rather them lose because you weren't there? You know what I'm saying? Donovan McNabb wanted uh, to be the sole main reason, in my opinion. He's never come out and said this, but based on everything he's said, when we've had about 16 years of this. 16, 17 years of this, Donovan McNabb wanted to win on his terms. He wanted to be the guy. You know what I'm saying? He had Terrell Owens there. He had the perfect partner in crime. You had the elite receiver. 
You should have did everything in your power to make that work. Right, because you have to know at the end of the day, no matter how good Jerry Rice was, no matter how good Tyree Kill, Randy Moss, I mean, no matter how, how good, I mean, Tony, Tony, Tony Gonzalez, no matter how good those guys are, the quarterback is still the guy at the end of the day. Who wins the MVP most of the time? Who wins the Super Bowl MVP after those? I mean, so the fact that McNabb gets a little tied up about his relationship, it's like, look, man, I understand, especially because Terrell Owens brings a lot of publicity anyway because he's Terrell Owens, you know what I mean? And he's not the nicest guy in the league. I know that for sure. He's got a lot, you know, he's been in the media about those things. But if you won the Super Bowl and you are the quarterback and you perform well, like, you are going to get that no matter what. So the fact that you can be sour about, like, man, I don't really know how I feel about, like, like that's just, that's just a petty move, really. And, and it didn't work out for him in the end. It didn't. It, uh, honestly, and you can make an argument, because Terrell Owens, he went on to have, you know, uh, really good success in Dallas. They really didn't do anything. Um, but, like, he was, you know, Dallas was still competitive once he got there. But it's just, it is, <laughs> it is sad that, like, this this amount of years later that this that that, that they still don't have no common ground and they probably never will because they probably just one guy sees it as he he was the guy that destroyed the team the other guy sees it i know it was his fault and it's like you know what i'm I'm putting the blame on a quarterback you know what i'm saying like like because i agree with terrell owens i agree that if donovan McNabb would have went to the philadelphia you know the management like hey we need him here we just went to the Super Bowl last year. We lost to the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? We were that close. The NFC was up for grabs at that point. It really weren't right. that many. Like, like in the mid to the mid 2000s, the NFC was not just packed full of like some. It was mainly the AFC. The AFC was where all the strong teams were. You had the Patriots. You had the Colts with Peyton Manning. You had the Chargers with Ladainian Tomlinson and Phillip Rivers. That, oh. That's where the strength of the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger. They won a Super Bowl right. opener. So the AFC was mainly where most of, like, the champions were coming from. You know what I'm saying? AFC was a crapshoot. So you can't convince – so you telling me with Terrell Owens, y'all couldn't have – y'all could have – hell, y'all probably could have went to Super Bowl at least two more times. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Giants – they the Giants probably don't get to the Super Bowl that the year they went if if was still with Philly. You know what I'm saying? So right. who knows? But, again – when it comes down to winning, it's always one question. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice to win? Are you willing to are you willing to step outside of yourself and get your head out of your own ass, you know what I'm saying, and see the big picture and win? Some guys ain't. Some guys don't want to do that. Some guys are just be like, you know what, I'm cool with. Like, you know what's crazy? Some guys are cool with first-round exits. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, I would never be acceptable of that. Some ever. guys are cool with first round. Some guys are, because you know what? It's like, you know what? It's my team. We, You know you know what I mean? Like, some guys are just cool with that. Some guys would rather lose in the first round beat, but be the main player than be like the, the be like the third best player and win a ring, which is ridiculous to me. But that's how some guys are. And that lets you know, every guy ain't trying to win at that level. This proves that to me. So... Hey, and, and, and it comes out like that pretty clear. I mean, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm on Toronto on the side. You know, and, and his story's really been the same. You know, McNabb, not sure, but, you know, it, 
wish it could have been different. You know, if yeah. things could go back different, you know, I wish things could have been different because you always want to know what if, what could have happened. Yeah, for sure. Especially in sports. Especially in sports. That's why we play the game. Yeah, no doubt. But we won't, but we won't move on to um, a different team that is having a lot of success actually into the NBA now. The number two, th- uh, this is not conference, but what I'm about to say, this is all based on the entire NBA as a whole. The number two team is the Lakers at 22-9. and nine. The Clippers, third at 22 and 10. Phoenix at four, 19 and 10. And Philly at five at 20-11. And that's based on winning percentage. The number one team in NBA right now with the 80%, 800% winning percentage is 24-60 Utah Jazz. As I predicted. So we're going to, first of all, shout out to the Jazz, especially after what Shaq did to Donovan Mitchell, which we talked about about two or three weeks ago. Yeah. So Donovan Mitchell is ready. And so are the Jazz, and they are here. Um, they just they, they they finally lost. They're, they're nine of they're, they're nine and one of their last ten, and they are the best team in basketball by at least two and a half games over the Lakers. Where what is it with the Utah Jazz, Brace? Well, you know, you know, you know, I picked the Jazz to win it all at the start of the season, and you know, I'm the biggest Utah Jazz fan. You know, we did um, talk about something off air. I don't want to have to bring it up, but I will. Uh-huh. You, you know I'm the biggest Utah Jazz fan. Um, starting this, five, go. Starting five for the Jazz? Donovan Mitchell. Starting point guard, going to shooting guard, small power Mike, forward. Okay, Mike Conley, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Okay. Joe Ingles. You sure he's the starter? Joe, Joe Ingles? Why, why, why would you do that? Because now I don't know. Why are you asking? Right. Yeah, I'm locking an answer. Yeah, Regis. Yeah, Regis. I'm locking the answer in. Um, uh, Rudy Gobert. I said in order. He's the center. Power forward. You missed him. Power forward is... Damn. Uh-huh. Is it O'Neal? Is it Royce O'Neal? I don't know, Royce. You're the biggest fan, bro. You called him out. Come on. I'm locking the I'm going with Royce O'Neal. It is Royce O'Neal. Congratulations. Like but it is not Joe Ingles. It's Bogdanovich. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah. Bogdanovich. Damn. Yeah, it's Bogdanovich. I'm sorry, Remember Bogdanovich. He hit, that, he hit that game one against the Bucks last year. He said, long live the house of Bogdanovich. Long that live check. the house of Bogdanovich. The yeah, house, sti- the house still stands. Long live. The house still stands. So, anyway, the Utah Jazz, but besides losing the, by four points to the Clippers uh, two days ago, they are 24-6. and six. And let me just say, like, there's there's no really outstanding stat guy. Like, Donovan Mitchell's about 24.5 points per game with four rebounds, five assists. You know, he's not getting, like, 28 or 29, anything like that, which you don't have to. But it, I, this is my problem. This is my only worry about this, is I like to see teams succeed, right? No doubt about it. I want to see them succeed. But looking at their stats, how good are they going to be, though, come playoff time? Because we've seen it with the Hawks. Hawks different because they didn't have a star player. But like like the Raptors. Raptors had had, um, had Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Had, they, had, they had good guys around them, but they just couldn't get over that edge. Now, now they have LeBron James in the East, so that's tough. But same thing with the West. They got LeBron James and, you know, despite the injury, we'll talk about that later, Anthony Davis and the Lakers and, and all these this, this power in the West. Do you really see the Jazz making a, you know, Western Conference Finals? Yeah. 
with this team. Yeah. Because I want to get that idea of they do have an all-star, and actually two, but how well is it just a really good team, but not a team that takes it over the top? You know, like the Raptors. They were a great team. They had two all-stars, but you just knew they weren't ever going to make that happen. And and this is just a really good team. Everyone's flowing together. You know, Donovan Mitchell definitely is the star, but there's not, like, too many guys, like, all making it, you know. It's really just him and the, some filling guys. Not, not to knock the starting five. I'm just saying, you know, can they get past some of these other teams and go to the Western Conference Finals, if not upset the Lakers and go to the Finals? Yeah, I'm all in on Utah. They play defense. You know me. Any team that plays defense, I can roll with. So, which, which, but just to say, they've been playing defense for four years. They've been one of the top defensive yeah. teams in the league for years. But now the offense and Mitchell, I mean, Mitchell dropped 35 and they still took an L. But uh, Bogdanovich had 23. So they're, they're playing together as a unit and defensively well. And Jordan Clarkson turned out to be a big Huge. win for Huge. them. Huge. Man. He's averaging 18 points off the bench. He, is he is he like the sixth man of the year? Like Kennedy? He's got 20, he played 20 I, I can see that. He's averaging 18 points a game. And he's shooting lights out. I mean, he had a bad three-point shoot, but he's shooting lights out. I mean, think about it. What a time to be a Utah to just be, you know what I mean? You got, you got the, probably the top team in the West this year. You got the all-star head, you know. And shout out to Quinn Snyder. See, being from, I remember when Quinn Snyder was the coach at Missouri. And I thought nothing of it. He didn't really impress me. I didn't think he was all that. And then I looked up one day, and he was the coach. And the Utah Jazz picked him up as coach. I'm like, well, that's, I thought that was so strange. Because I'm like, it was out of the blue. I'm like, Quinn Snyder. Like, what? Well, huh? And then here he is right now being the all-star game coach. Utah is getting the all-star game in a couple of seasons, right? So it's just right. everything that's happening in Utah, I mean, the real housewives of Salt Lake City, I know that has nothing to do with <laughs> basketball, but they're on TV. That has to mean something. Um, right. So it just, but I am, I'm all in on this team. I like Donovan Mitchell, have for a couple of years now. I was on the fence about Rudy Gobert, but his, his defense, when you're big, it's not in scoring big. Your big has to be a Tyson Chandler type of big. And what I mean by that is they have to be a, com- a complete and utter disrupt- disruptor in the post. And that's what Rudy Gobert is. Yeah, he don't score points like that, although he does finish around the rim. Like he, he, well, he's they, a, Don't get it twisted. He's got 14 points per yeah, game. Solid. When he does get the ball, it's going through the hoop now. Um, but I like this team. And I told you. I said it last year, and I said it this year. I truly believe this. Had Bogdanovich long lived the house of Bogdanovich. Had Bogdanovich was played last year, I've been consistent with this. They would have beaten Denver. Absolutely. They would have beaten Denver. And who knows what would have happened in that second round series against the Clippers. You can make an argument that had Bogdanovich played last year, the Jazz would have been in the Western Conference Finals last year in the bubble. Easily. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, to me... This team is about now. It's about consistency. How long can they sustain this for the rest right. of the season? And what? And can they first of all? And can they finally get out of the first round? They haven't been out of the first round since they beat Oklahoma City a couple years Oklahoma ago. Oklahoma City back. Well, um, Donovan Mitchell was a rookie, so they right. have experience. Right. They 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 have they do have some experience. And the thing is, is not that we predicted it, but you can kind of see the Jazz were missing like one or two things to make them this good of a team. They all. The Bucks haven't won there in like twelve years in Utah. 
they beat the Jazz, but they haven't won in Utah in 12 years. It's hard. So that's just because yeah, I'm a Bucks fan. Um, that must be to kill me. Number two, they, they beat OKC with Paul George and, and Melo. Obviously, that was a different time with Westbrook. But Mitch, Donovan Mitchell was a rookie and did that. So should have been rookie of the year, by the way. Um, so the Jazz, and now their team is really coming together. Everyone's finding the role. Jordan Clarkson, again, just shout out. Huge piece for them, playing very well. Defense is locked down. You almost saw this coming, and now they're here, and it took the whole lead by surprise for some people, for some people. No one, no one picked the Jazz to be 24-6. I didn't. But the Jazz always start really well, and they've just prolonged it now, but that's a good question, though. Now how long can it go? Which they, Because they usually, the first two or three weeks, they're always really good, and they win a lot of games, and then they start to lose. So now they've made it past that three or four weeks. They've made it about two months, almost, almost oh, actually three, almost four, can they finish it that way? Can they keep it going through after the All-Star break? That's a really big question because that's how easy it is for a team to fall. You get, you know, I, I hate to use the Bucks as an example, but they were like 16-8, and eight, and now they're like 18-13. and 13. They lost five straight till finally winning back-to-back games. That doesn't fly. You're third in the East, but that's because it's the East. But other than that, you have a 20-12 and 12 Nets team and a 20-12 and 12 Philly team. So... The Jazz have the Lakers right behind them, but they're still two and a half games ahead of the Lakers. Yeah, I guess so. I'm, I'm excited to see another team they'll be there because it makes it interesting now for Lee, I think. Yeah, like I said, and obviously, with, you know what I mean, with with, the, with Aiden Davis being out, it's a possibility of the, the West kind of being, you know, a little bit more wide open, you know what I'm saying? Or to be kind of, uh, to be, uh, what's the word? Um, so what I'm looking for? Oh, well, I can't think of it. But uh, cliche, you know, the Wild Wild West. You know what I mean? It's wide open. Any team can win it. You know, like, you know, with AD being out. You know what I'm saying? Denver starting to roll along. Obviously, the Clippers have been there the whole season. Um, you know, Phoenix is no joke with Chris Paul. But Utah yeah. is very well because they're they're a complete team. They're a complete team. Now, besides consistency, let's throw three questions about Utah. Okay. That 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 would will that we need to figure out is one, how good is Donovan Mitchell? Right, what's right. his ceiling? You know what I'm saying? Like well, we're gonna. Agree. He's we're, a great, great player. Yeah, not, not just a good player. He's a great player in All Star. Right. Well deserved. We so we're gonna figure. We're gonna find that out. Like how good is Donovan Mitchell? You know what I'm not not. Let me phrase that. We know he's good. How great is Donovan Mitchell? One, how great is Quinn Snyder? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? He been hiding out in Utah and the mountains and you know what I mean and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, all right, we're gonna see how we we're gonna put you under the microscope. You know what I'm saying? You can't hide no more, right? So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kinda get a good feel for where you know what I'm saying, like like where how good is this team ready for prime time? Right. That's the that's the main question. Is this team ready for prime time? I I personally think they are. You know what I'm saying? I think they are, but, you know, time will tell. Absolutely. Um, so, really excited for Utah Jazz. I'm happy for it. happy for the West with the same thing with the Suns. It's almost like the league hurt us when we talked about how things need to change. And now these teams, not only are they playing better, but now they deserve that television time. Yeah. So, it's almost like they heard about the fact that, hey, pay attention to these teams, but now they gave you a reason to pay attention to them. Fourth, not in the West, fourth in the league are the Suns. They are fourth in the West, but I'm just saying, fourth in the league all around. 
Um, but now we're going to switch, though, to a team that is not impressive, which they went to the conference finals last year. We're two games away, six games. I called it, Bryce. You were wrong about that, by the way. You said seven, so just want to point that out. Um, Eastern Conference Finals, the Celtics are 15 and 15, barely holding on to a six seed Pathetic. in the East. Pathetic. By the way, if they were in the West, uh, just to make sure I get this right, they wouldn't even, uh, yeah, they would, they would barely be top eight, maybe, maybe. No, they wouldn't be top eight. Yeah, they'd be they'd be number nine. They'd be tied for nine top. So they wouldn't make it in the West. Luckily, it's the East for them. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you know, some of these guys think they should be all stars. Tatum possibly MVP guy in the future from years to come. But yet they are not playing very well. In fact, they have. I mean, they're four or six in the last ten. Bryce, what's wrong with? What, wait, let me start with this one. Let me take this. All right, you got it. In the East, you're in the West. You're like Lakers, Clippers, and Dallas. Throw the Jazz in there. That's who you're thinking about making the play for the for the championship. For the East, I mean, the Bucks aren't really playing well this year. You know, they're, but, but they're in a the conversation. Yeah, they're in a the conversation. They're in a the conversation. They, they, they'll play better. They, they're starting to play better now. Um, Brooklyn's obviously in a conversation now. No doubt. Philly has made it upcoming. Yep. And you want to say the Celtics, but now you can't. Can't. Last year, it could have been anybody. They could have been in the finals easily. Yep. Because uh, he was a fluke. They're, they're, they're tenth in the East, by the way. So Bryce got that right. I'll give him credit because I just denounced him a minute ago. Anyway, so, but now I understand, like I said, the things could change right now. They're, they may just be going through a slump, a really bad one, obviously. It feels more than more than that to me. So, I mean, I don't know what Paul Pierce has said about this at this, but what's wrong with Boston? Because you thought they were here. And now they're not playing that way. No matter what stats say, they're fifteen and fifteen, right here in the barely, barely making it in the East, Bryce. First, I'm looking at Brad Stevens. Like I'm starting Brad Stevens. I'm gonna need his seat. I'm, it, it, it may not be hot, but they can at least put a lighter under there. Like is, I'm starting to be worried to come about Brad Stevens. Like I, I'm, 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 I don't know. I don't know. He's starting to kind of weighing on me like i'm starting to kind of be off on the brad stevens boy wonder train you know what i'm saying like like i'm starting to kind of all right like okay dude all right you you've been in the league for a minute now like like i still can't get a good feel for him but well i think i think that that's why it's here so now you're in crisis mode what is brad Stevens gonna do to be a good coach and bring him out of it look it's 72 games a typical good team does not win in 60, 70 games, right? They go about 50 and 22, something like that. 50 and 8, 50, 58, like 24, somewhere around there. So, so you know, have a really good record, but not quite pushing 60, but they're good enough to be like, hey, we want we top three in the league, winning 50 plus games, losing in the 20, 25 range, right? They've already lost 15 games. You tell me they're not going to lose more than 10 games the rest of the season? So, I mean, I, I'm just saying. Really, there's a lot being called on this team for losing 15 games already for the playoff spot. I'm not saying that they can't be a 16 and be like the Bucks as a thirsty. I'm not saying they can't do that. But if, it, if things go from bad to worse, I mean, you could be the seven seed having to play Philly or Brooklyn, and I don't see them getting past them. So Brad Stevens has a lot to do with we got to get a winning streak and we got to start winning games now. 
we, we can't you can't fall below 500 and then you can start going to panic mode and then next thing you know you could drop off this is this is a big two weeks for them before the all-star break to me the thing about, the thing about the Celtics is is a couple of things one they they got to get bigger they 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 have to be one of the teams that's in the DeMarcus Cousins, Andre Drummond. That's like, what we're talking about, man. Like like sweepstakes. Like they need to be looking. Al Horford, I heard he may be available. Like they need to be. They need to get a big. Um, right. They got to. They got to find some type of. They got to figure out what they want to do with Kimball Walker. He he's not. He has not his and he has not been consistent. He's been hurt too. But he's been inconsistent and banged up for almost his entire Celtics run. And he'll have a couple good games here, and then he'll have a bad game like he just did against New Orleans where they blew their 24-point lead. Um, so you got to figure out their point guard situation, um, their bench situation. Yeah, and they're a terrible fourth-quarter team. They're a horrible fourth-quarter team. Which comes down, which comes down to coaching. Which comes down to coaching. And they still don't kind of. You can tell they kind of don't really know what to do when it comes to like who should close, who should take the final shot, and all that kind right. of stuff. It's like, it's like this one-on-one thing, and everyone yeah. gets their shot. And they're not a good shooting team. Like they don't have a bunch of like marksmen no. out there. You know honestly, what I'm saying? Honestly, Jason Tatum is a lot more inconsistent than I think people make and give him to be. That's true. I can buy that. You know so, what I'm saying? Like, like, Twenty sidestep threes, and they start. They they don't fall. It's like. I don't get it, but the night before you're dropping like five, and now you're like one for six. So. Like, look, look, they told Jason Tatum, look, go inside, and if you're in the mid-range, might as well stay back and take a three. Let him get back to his mid-range thing, because that's what he's good at. He's a big Kobe fan, and honestly, that was working for him. There's nothing wrong with him playing a little bit of mid-range game and then every now and then taking a three. That makes the defense guessing. But they were like, look, Tatum, you go inside 10 feet, that's your range, and then maybe take the three, just take a step back. Look, he was a great mid-range player, and they got guys that can hit the three every now and then. But the fact that, you know, that he's kind of playing a different game, there, there's guys like Kevin Garnett, 22 feet, golden, 24, done. So, now Jason Tatum's a better shooter than that, but I'm saying he's a mid-range worker. Let him bring that old school back because that was working for him. I always say he had one of the best mid-range games I've ever seen. And that, right. was, a, and that was college, high school. As a high schooler, I felt like that. Right, and, and, um, and I get the whole, you know, 21, why not just shoot it from 25 or like 23 feet? Look, Kevin Garnett was that way. There's a lot of other guys that have been that way. I mean, some guys well, that I pull random names out of here. Mind you, Kevin Garnett like was, was, a, was a, he's a big, so, you know. Who? He was a big. I'm just saying. Yeah. But the fact is, mid-range works for guys like Jordan Kobe, all-time greats. I understand the league has changed. But that was working for them. And they got guys like Jalen Brown. Walker could put the three down every now and then. And, and they although, he's been inco- although he's been inconsistent with it, though. That's true. But that's just his jump shot for him. We can talk about that a different day. But there's other guys. Jalen Brown can chop the three. And they have other guys that can come through and make those moves. Right? That's why you have a bench. And that's why you got role players. Okay? I mean, even Marcus Smart every now and then started getting threes on him. So, you know, I don't want to hear about that fact that, you know, I mean, he can shoot that mid-range. I think they need to get back to that. And also about their whole bigs. Yeah, Daniel Tice does not count as a big. Maybe Tristan Thompson. But they're both 6'9 at best. Right. They, they have... Taco Fall 7'3", but they don't use him. <laughs> they have to be made. Like I said, the Celtics need to be one of the major players at the trade deadline. They have to. They have to be one of the main... They, like, they got to make a move. Because they're... This season is going to spiral out of control. 
and they're 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 heading toward a first round exit. It's sad to say, but they're literally looking like a first round exit right now. And I'm looking at the roster right now. There's not a lot of names that jump out at me, and I'm like, well, the, like their bench looks like they have no depth. They don't. Their starting five doesn't even look that great. You got Tatum Brown and inconsistent Walker. I mean, I guess Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice maybe. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Looking at their starting five, I'm just looking at guys on the roster, and then you got guys like which I like Carson Edwards, so I do like Carson. Uh, but you got guys like Jeff Teague is your backup too. Um, Romeo Langford, do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, I know Romeo Langford. Um, Aaron Naismith, I mean, Peyton Pritchett. I mean, some of these guys. Out of Oregon. Yeah. What? Yeah, Peyton Pritchard out of Oregon. I actually like that pickup. Grant Williams is the only guy that I mean, looks like a bench guy that at least used to perform. But other than that, Brad's team's got a lot of things to work, and management's got a lot, like you said, to work at the trade deadline. So, um, interesting, interesting to see how something's to do with that. Anything else you got to say about that? No, but they, they are the most frustrating and disappointing team so far this season. Right, so, yeah, yeah, pulled through a Celtics fans. Uh, but we'll move on to what, what Bryce was kind of lingering towards. The Marcus Cousins and the Houston Rockets have decided to part ways. Uh, they're going to look for a trade. There's rumors about DeMarco Cohen going back to Lakers, don't know why he left in the first place. But I think there's some teams, like you said with the Celtics, there's some teams that could do some good with DeMarcus Cousins. He's officially parting ways with Houston, which, Bryce, you said that was kind of surprised. I'm not. He's been team hopping for a while now. So it's not too crazy that the fact that they're going to part ways 30 games into the season. Um, though, what are your thoughts on him now? I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy. Uh, I wish he would have stayed in Houston longer with John Wall because it looked like Houston was kind of trying to figure it out. But Houston wants to uh, kind of be thinner, or not thinner, but like smaller in the front court. Which they've been doing that for a while. Right. Uh, they, I guess they, they're going to try to put Christian um, Wood at the five, I think. So it's not too surprising. Um, but he's playing well. He's playing yeah, he's good. playing well. Um, so I, I, the thing about DeMarcus Cousins is, and I said this before the season, if if I was DeMarcus Cousins, right, I would not be wanting to go to, like, the. I, I, I wouldn't mind him being on the Lakers. I wouldn't mind him being on the Celtics because I think it makes sense for those teams. But for DeMarcus Cousins – he needs to reestablish himself in this league as a force. And the only way to do that is you have to go to a team that sucks so you can get to all the touches. You know what I'm saying? If I'm DeMarcus right. Cousins, I'm looking to go to, um, uh, God, what's, what's the place he could – Detroit or – not for real. Minnesota. Like, I'm looking to go to a team where, like – the ball, like where the ball will go through, you know, will go through me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna get all. I can. Orlando would have been a good pick. You know what I mean? Like go to a team where you're going to get all the touches, right? You can get a good feel for the game. Offense is running through you, and you can kind of reestablish your value. You know what I'm saying? So, if I'm the Marcus Cousins, that's where I'm looking toward right now. Uh, most likely he's going to get traded. If I'm Houston, I'm not trading him to the Lakers. I'm not trading you to another West Coast team. He's getting traded to the oh. East. If I was if I was Houston, I would trade him to the East. Um, if I was Houston, I would think about maybe finessing Orlando and seeing if maybe you can can uh, get Vucevic out of there. I doubt no, Orlando. You ain't getting. I know you ain't getting. You're not getting Vucevic. I, I know you ain't getting him. 
But if I was Orlando, if I was, um, if I was, uh, take your shot though, I guess, right? Yeah, take shot. I, 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 if I, like, you know what I mean? You tell me, Orlando, if you like, if you, if you, hey, hey, Orlando, we'll give you Demarcus Cousins and we'll give you, um, some picks. God, no, what's that guard that they, uh, that they just picked up out of Cleveland? We, we had a, a Porter, Kevin Porter Jr. I'm telling you, as far as Orlando and, and, uh, he was offering me Kevin Porter Jr. and DeMarcus Cousins for Vucevic. I may take that. I may take that. I may take that, you know. And if I'm... No, you know, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not because of... I know Vucevic is good. I'm just saying because maybe mainly because of Kevin Porter Jr., who has high upside. Because they need a guard on a wing bad, Orlando does. Um, but I'm just saying, but DeMarcus Cousins, he needs to reestablish himself... As a force he was before he got hurt, cause that, cause I, I'm telling you right now, and I'm trying to think of a guy who fell off as quick as Demarcus Cousins did without ever really even doing anything. Think about that. He never, he didn't, he never made the playoffs as like the guy. He didn't make it in Sacramento, and he didn't make it in New Orleans. He got hurt. So I kind of th- I mean, we've seen guys. He's been, quiet. He's been quiet since New Orleans. Right, we've seen guys' career fall off a cliff because they got hurt. Tracy McGrady, but he made the playoffs first. He won scoring titles first, right? Um, we saw it with Derrick Rose, but he was MVP first. Like we've seen guys kind of go up and then go down. We're having a Grand Hill, but Demarcus Cousins got to be like I remember like he he had I mean for the longest time I think he had he had played like the most games without ever playing in the playoffs. It was something crazy like that. So to me, his prime or whatever it was was before it, before it even happened. It was almost like you got guys, you know how you got movie stars who are like stars in like the silent movie area. That's what he was. Demarcus Cousin was a star in the silent wow. basketball area because no one watched Sacramento because they suck. But now that he is, he got some some voice to him because he was in, you know, he's in Golden State and he was in Lakers and now he's in Houston and bigger markets. Since then, it's like, oh wow, this is Demarcus Cousin we get that sucks. So, I, he just needs to reestablish himself to me. That's what I want from him. Definitely, no doubt. So, we'll keep you up there on that position, see where they go. But we'll move, move on now. And this one, you know, Bryce, this could take an hour, but we're going to talk about it. Um, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. Um, he has been hard. He's been sold to his team. Out, out in Portland, he's been, he's been strong with them. He's been sticking with them when he couldn't move. Um, Dane time is, is a catchphrase now. Um, he's, he's the best. He actually shoots better from long range than, um, Steve. than Curry. You know, Logo Lillard's got that name. And a new stat that Stephen A. helped me out with, he's got the most clutch points. So five minutes or less within a five-point game. He's got the most cl- clutch points out of anybody. And Stephen A., which I agree with them, people have looked over Damian Lillard for too long. Bryce, who is Damian Lillard to you? Now, here, here's the thing, right, about Damian Lillard. And it's no disrespect to him. There's no slight to him. In the NBA, I have tears for players, right? Mm-hmm. You got you, know, you got your star players. DeMar DeRozan's a star player. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> like, Dwight Howard, you know, he's a star player. Kyle Lowry's a star player. Right, you got your you got your all star caliber players, you know what I mean? Like like star players can be all stars, but like you're not really checking for star players. You got your all stars, right. you know what I'm saying? 
like um, Bradley Beal's an all-star. You know what I'm saying? Jason Tatum's an all-star. You know what I mean? Kev, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like they yeah. got potential, but like that's 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 as far as they're gonna be. Chris Middleton. <laughs> yeah, he's a star. He, he's a star. And then you got your superstars, and not every all-star is a superstar. You know what I'm saying? And Damian Lillard, it's 2021. He's been in a lot of commercials, right? He he had the, uh, the State Farm. He had the State Farm commercials. He had the Hulu commercials. He's a rapper. Like, he ain't unknown. He's been for Full Locker. He's been for Full Locker. Full Locker. He has some Full Locker commercials. He ain't unknown. Guys know him. It's just there are bigger guys as stars than he is. Like, yeah, you got Dane, but it's like, mm, he's below LeBron. But, but, but he's I below do, LeBron. I do think I do think part of that is the fact that they don't win because when it comes to winning like an MVP or something, winning highly reflects that. But look, man, there's no saying – Averaging 29 points, five assists, eight or eight assists, five rebounds a game. There's nothing small with that list. Um, dropping three pointers, Dane time. But this is my contention, real quick, is that. But as much as Stephen A. You know, gave this whole spiel about like Dane needs to be on the MVP list, and right now he is ranked number three, which well deserved. Okay, no doubt. Okay, I'm a huge Dane fan. I haven't talked about it, but I definitely think he's not. If he's not the number one, number two point guard in the NBA. But Curry's, you know, Curry's got he a little kind of locked he, up. He too. It's tough one. He too. Right. And, and you know, maybe Kyrie at three. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, the team isn't winning. You know, despite that he can get it done without, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, McCollum? McCollum, you know, he can, he can still win. He doesn't do well, but he can win without McCollum. But he has yet to still really get it done in the playoffs because – I'm all for Dane time. Okay, he makes some. I mean, he he's the reason they're where they are sometimes with their wins, which I mean they're not impressed. I mean they're they're doing impressive for what they have. But why is Dane time never in the playoffs? That's my problem. Is because even when they went to the conference finals, he wasn't the reason they went. He's the reason they were in the playoffs. He killed the first round, lacked to be there in the second round, and was nowhere to be seen in the third round. Thanks. So. Which he's done that over and over again. This is not, I mean, like, he, he hits, I mean, think about it. He's hit two game series buzzer beaters, right? First one against Houston. The next one against OKC from, like, 45, you know, 40 feet, whatever. You never see that again after those series. That's it. That's all you get from Dane for there. Then you got this 8 for 19 shooting, 18 points. They eke out the win, get to the next round, maybe don't. It's like, I'm all for Dane. Like like Giannis, you know, I'm I'm all for Giannis win MVP every single year. We get to the playoffs and sometimes they struggle. And yes, I did just say that Giannis struggles in the playoffs so far. I mean, the team doesn't come. That's beside the point. Dame is awesome, great guy, but we do like to see people do it in the playoffs, and I think he lacks that area big time. And I think that's why some people are like, "Look, man, you've been in the league for nine nine years. You know, we love the fact that you're still in Portland, trying to help get out of there." You know, your team isn't doing well. You you had one win against the Lakers last year, but everyone was seeing that happen. But right now, I mean, in the in the West, I mean, you are the fifth seed, 18-11, so shout-out to them playing very well. But there's still a lot of lack of, bro, I mean, you have to worry about the Suns now and the Jazz. Can you really get a pass in the playoffs? But, see, but me and you, I feel like we're, we're talking about, we're having two different conversations, right? Really? I'm not talking about the basketball aspect of Dame. That speaks for itself. 
I'm merely talking about the outside popularity of Dame. Because that's what okay. we're talking... Because that's what I feel like the conversation is about. It's it's the the basketball aspect. There's nothing to debate there. He's a top well, 10 player. I, I, He's I a just, top I three point guard. You can talk about the fact that the, the one leads to another, though. Because, cause, because you can make an argument. People forget. As great as Carmelo Anthony was in Denver, he only got in the first round one time. But he was one of the... He was arguably, like, one of the top five most popular players during that time frame. Him, LeBron... Obviously, Kobe. You know I what I'm saying? Never been to the conference finals. Melo went to the conference finals one time, in 2009, with Denver. But he oh, had Chauncey right. Billups. That's it. Other than that, he would never got the first. He never got out of the first round. But he was a popular player. You know what I'm saying? You can um, be. You cannot. You can be. You cannot be the most um, successful guy in the playoffs and be popular. You know what I'm saying? Like you could. Like Trace McGrady was like that. He was popular. He had the T Mac. You know what I mean? Like you. You could be popular and not. But Dame, for whatever reason, he just does not have that crossover appeal to the masses. He's tried. Like, he's tried. Not like it's fucking lack of trying. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's tried. Got his own shoe with with Adidas, although Adidas does a horrible job of, of promoting their players. Like, the last time I, I, I saw a cool Adidas commercial was probably when John Wall was doing his, the zigs back. The zigzag shoes. Oh, yeah, that was tough. That was tough. Back, that was back, tough. You know, Shout about, out to that. about a decade ago. But they do a horrible job of of, of, um, of promoting their players. But that's a conversation for a whole other day. But Dame, he just lacks crossover appeal. I mean, it's it's really come. It's really that simple. Not every guy, and it sucks to say this, but not every guy can be in that mode. You know what I'm saying? Isaiah Thomas was like that. Isaiah Thomas was a great, and I'm talking about the the real Isaiah Thomas. No disrespect to the young Isaiah Thomas. I'm talking the Detroit Pistons Isaiah Thomas. As great as Isaiah Thomas was, and as he's a bad boy, you know what I mean? Like like P D D say, you know, be bad boys for life. You know what I'm saying? He wanted them, but he lacked crossover appeal. I you, you don't find too many McDonald's Isaiah Thomas commercials, right? I never heard the phrase. Sometimes I dream. That he is me like Ike. I never heard like that. You know what I'm saying? Like Isaiah. Like I never heard that. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was he was good, but he was not, he wasn't Magic. He was cool, but he, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't like he wasn't happy and jovial like Magic. He wasn't all you know humble and and gritty and and white like Larry Bird. Let's keep it real. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna I ain't gonna shoot the coach for you. You know what I'm saying? And he wasn't Jordan. He wasn't. You know what I mean? He wasn't his airiness. He was just that. He was that tier below, and that's kind of what a, a, what Dame is. He's not LeBron, right? He ain't. He ain't. Uh, uh, he ain't Steph. You know what I'm saying? He ain't KD. You know what I'm saying? Like he not. He he's that tier below. He's like Kawhi. He's in that Kawhi range. Him, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Anthony Davis. Like, they're all in the same kind of, like, group together, right? Like, they're all great players. They're all Hall of Fame bound. But for whatever reason, they have just simply failed to just connect to the masses. And that's Dane's problem. Ain't got I, guess my plan is I, I believe Dane deserves some more recognition for how well he plays and what he's done with that team. I think he gets it. I don't think no one. I've never heard. I don't think I've never heard nobody disrespect Dame on a basketball. No, I I feel like people are sleeping on him just a little bit without without all star. I think he's. I think he's a sleeping on him. How though? Like like okay, like sleeping on him. He's a great. Everybody acknowledged Dame's a top five point guard. So we've already acknowledged that. 
Everybody pretty much agrees he's a top 10 player. Okay, cool, we acknowledge that. What else do you want? You're not getting no, no more from me. If you, if you want him, to, if you if you want me to come out and put a gun to my head and be like, do I think Dame is better than uh, LeBron? No. Do I think Dame is, do I think, do I think Dame is better be than Giannis? No. Do I think he's better than Kawhi? No. Do I think better than Steph? No. James Harden? No. Anthony Davis? No. So we already like Joel and B no. Jokic, Jokic, no. Like if you asking me, like if you put a gun to my head, and that's the thing people don't want to say about Dame is as great as he is, you put a gun to somebody's head and be like, all right, who you taking? You taking this dude? Or you taking Dame? I just named you eight dudes off the top of my head. You put a gun to my head, I'm taking those eight dudes I just named. I'm taking LeBron. I'm taking Giannis. Right. I'm taking uh, Kawhi. I'm taking AD. I'm taking Steph. I'm taking KD. I'm taking Harden. I'm taking Jokic. I'm taking Embiid. Like, and that's the thing. People, you can, now people can say, well, you sleeping on Dane because of that. No, I'm not sleeping on Dane. It just, it is what it is. I'm taking all those guys because I know push come to shove, I'm going to get further with those guys. It is what it is. It's not disrespect toward Dane. That's just how it is. It's just based on his track record. So, you know, but like I said, I just think he's, he's, it's, Dame is where he is, and that's where he's going to be for the rest of his career. I'm sorry. It is what it is. He's a great player. He's going to make a lot of money. He's going to be a Portland player. You ever think he takes a chance to leave Portland? No, I think, I think he's too stubborn. I think he, I think he's going to – some guys, that just, they just don't get it. It was just like, just like Kevin Garnett. Remember, Kevin Garnett was not going to leave Minnesota until he got – you know, they came to him and that. He didn't come to them as for the – you know what I mean? They like, hey, we think about trading and whatnot. Some guys just they're stubborn. They they they're so sitting there, you know, I'm gonna win here. It's like all right, bro, you can stay in Portland, you know, but just know what comes with staying in Portland. You're not gonna win. You you know you're gonna have to fight tooth and nail just to get out of the, you know, just to get to the second round. And that's where you're about you're gonna be. You may have a surprise conference finals run here, but when you do get to the conference finals, you're gonna get stomped. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And, and, and no, no disrespect, he hasn't played that well anyway when he gets there. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah, the thing about Dame is I I understand like you know it's a whole you know people feel like he's been it's not that it's just he it, it's just it's it's Dame. You know what I mean? Like we know what he is at this point. He's a great scorer, not a great defender. He can he can hit the shot in the clutch. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's an alpha, no doubt about it. But from a pure basketball standpoint, there are about nine to ten guys I'm taking above Dane. From a pure crossover appeal, you know, celeb, you know, basketball players that you keep up with, that you follow with, I can name probably about twenty dudes. You know, um, you probably keep up before you keep with Dame. You know what I mean? I, I, I can name, I can name you regular dudes right now. Not regular dudes because they're in the NBA. But I can name you NBA players right now who have more of a following. People keep up with more the Dame. So I mean, it is what it is. It sucks, but that's just life. Not everybody can be in that top tier. Some guys got to be in a little bit below. You know what I mean? Everybody can't be a billionaire. Some guys got to be millionaires. You know what I mean? And right, they, you know what I mean? Because we all struggle with that. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know the the average problem. You know, we all can't be billionaires. Some of you guys got to be millionaires. Sorry. You know what I mean, but that, it is what it is. I don't think he, I don't think Dame's overrated. I don't think it's underrated. I think exactly where he needs to be. Anyway, shout out to Dame though. Eighteen, eleven, the Portland fifth in the West. No doubt about it. For sure. So shout out to Dame for that. Yeah. We are gonna move on to a, I don't know, a scarier subject. Um, Anthony Davis, his calf is not looking too good. No, it is not. I'm scared. Um, so he's had his, he's had his injuries reevaluated by team doctors, um, and his and coaching Frank Vogel as well. I wouldn't, for at least 
I want to evaluate it too. I, I, I'm thinking about flying out to LA so I can evaluate this this dude calf injury. I'm so scared. So a lot of people evaluate. I'm scared. So let me let, let me give you a little bit of this breakdown. Sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, if you don't know how it is, great guy. That <laughs> Davis will be re, re he'll be re by the way, again, in two to three weeks. Um after suffering calf strain, and yes, he did aggravate his Achilles tendon in his right leg. So you were kind of talking about the before the pod about his calf, but he's also kind of aggravating his Achilles because those two things kind of go hand in hand sometimes. That's why I'm scared. So um, he, um, he's not going to return for All-Star break. They say it's unlikely. He's not. There's no chance. I give him no chance that he returns for yeah, All-Star no, game. No. Um, you know, it might benefit him that he's going to have some time to rest now before the playoffs, you know, or at least that second half of the season. Um, no. You know, he, he got an MRI to reveal his calf strain and his tennis aggravation. Um, it didn't show a rupture, though. So it is just aggravated. So everything looks to be okay there. Um, so uh, kind of like you were saying, though, I, I wanted, I know we can talk about his injury, but let's, let's get into a little more. This is a big contender for LeBron. Is he MVP or not? Because they're twenty-two and seven, like you were, we talked about before the pod. They can step. They can definitely win without AD, no doubt. How far they go is a question, but we're not going to question that because he, he should be back. But what LeBron does without AD, how well they win, is going to be an interesting conversation. That if he wins a fifth MVP, because right now he's ranked number one, yes, above Embiid for one MVP, twenty-six points a game, eight eight rebounds, nine assists. What does this mean for the Lakers then? It's, it's it means everything. Like this is one of the most important like injury concerns since Kevin Durant's injury concern in the playoffs. Because right. um, this this changes the direction as far as who can legitimately win the title. Because with AD out now, the favorites are probably the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and then with AD being out, as far you know what I mean, if he's out in the playoffs or if he's not 100%, then that opens the door for some of these other teams in the Western Conference. Hashtag Jazz. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's it's crazy. Like I said, I'm nervous because I do want the Lakers to get to the finals. I do want LeBron to get another ring in L.A. Uh, but, but man, this couldn't have come at a, you know – I couldn't come at a worse time because I feel like the Lakers were clicking. They were they were steamrolling. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of were picking up where they left off. And now it's just like, you know. And mind you, if I'm he just signed a big deal with them too. So, if you're the Lakers, you know what I mean? Because you never know with this Achilles thing. Like, some Kevin Durant, he can't bounce back like no problem. I say, right. I say Achilles because it, it, I, I'm nervous that that's going to be the inevitable outcome of this. Um, I know what you're talking about. That, yeah. like, that feeling is just going to keep going yeah, that way. Yeah, I have a bad feeling. But it's his calf. So let me just say calf for now. I don't want to wish that on him. But it's it's, it's scary right now because you, you you don't know. But so much weighs in the balance of this one guy's injury. Like one, like so. The league can literally go in two different directions. Though. You know what I mean? Like it can change so many fates. It's crazy. Um, but I hope he, you know what I mean? I hope he, I hope he bounces back. I hope he's, uh, I hope he's back. I would prefer him to be back at least 20 games before the playoffs. I don't want him to be back like, like a week before or him miss like the first round or something like that. But I am nervous. I am nervous. I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not, 
If you if you told me if you told me we got time though. If you told me, all right, Bryce, what's a stronger chance? Is a stronger chance that AD's out for the season or that he plays like the rest of the season? I'm leaning toward him for in whatever form or fashion that it happens, him being out for the season, which could change everything. But I I'm I I believe that is gonna go that direction. Unfortunately, than than him being healthy. But I hope I'm wrong. I pray that I'm wrong. Well, that's the first. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we'll keep up to that. I think he'll do fine. Um, uh, but you know he he's got a thousand doctors. I bet so no 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 shortage there. So I'll be interested to see that. Um, he won't be in the All Star game. He won't be around that. So disappointing. But uh, it is big. It is it it is the defining moment for LeBron. Just, just not that he is not defined, but just to see how he does without AD. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll hope to see him back because I like to see a full competitive. You know, we didn't have this guy, so it doesn't count. You know, I hate that. Um, anyway, now we're into something. Uh, Draymond Green has some comments about this. So, those of you who don't know, there's like Demarcus Cousins. He's looking to get traded. Okay, Andre Drummond. He plays for the Cavaliers. Yes. For now. So I'm going, he's, he's, he's getting traded. If people don't know that already. Now, what happened was he was sitting down, and they're like, look, man, we're going to sit you until you get traded pretty much. Like, you, you, like, you're not playing. And so he comes and sits on a bench in street clothes. Like, look, I'm not, I'm not putting on my jumpsuit. I'm not wearing a suit. Like, I'm just going to come in and watch the game. And he gets heat for that. He does get heat for that. Um Draymond talks about the fact that like a guy comes out or who who was it that he said? Um Kyrie, it was a, Kyrie and James, James Harden. Who? You talking about what are you talking about as far as No, it was A D got fined a hundred thousand dollars for saying that like he want like he was oh, yeah, getting yeah, traded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, year, yeah. Kyrie Irving's having mental issues. Like look, there's a lot of guys that have mental issues, especially now we're having the bubble, but just just what happens going on right now. And, and, and I can't read the whole quote because he goes on a whole spiel and comes out of the NBA. But to be honest, I'm on his side 100%. I don't – look, I think that there should be several leagues. Yes, yes, owners and players are different. We have to accept that fact first thing. They don't have the same rules. They don't have the same rights. That's just the fact the way it is, okay? But I do think that there's a little too much heat coming out and fines for guys that do want to speak their mind because it's like you can't say this, you can't say that, don't do this, you know. I think the NBA players should, I, I'm a player pro kind of guy, which I've been that way. And I kind of want to withdraw all my statements I've ever said leaning towards the owners. Players should be able to come out and speak their mind about what they want to do. And, and they shouldn't have to worry about the fact of what they're going to receive in the media for it. Like, everyone's taking heat at Andre Drummond because he, he was, you know, wearing street clothes into the game. You know, people, um, you know, James Harden was dogging it. Let's be real. He was dogging it out there, you know, to get traded. Um, AD was fine, 100, 100 grand for saying he's going to get traded. Kyrie's had some mental issues he's taken away, but there's like these things that you can't do that. And I, and I disagree with that. I, you know, these are players, they're human beings like everybody else. And I think that I think the league does need to reevaluate how they treat them because I feel like they don't get the respect they deserve, especially when you want them to speak their mind because I think that they have a good chance now to be, be more outspoken. And I think they should be able to do that without having to receive too much heat. And it really is upsetting. I feel what Draymond's feeling when he talks. He, he was almost angry speaking to the to media about how he thinks they're treated. And I agree with that 100%, really. Honestly, down to it. Like, real tough. Um, so, 
it's we all realize it's a business. We all realize that NBA players know what they're signing up for. Right. Um, but I guess the the business aspect that kind of gets lost into it is all right, like it's it's the like the players want to be able to do business like the owners. Problem is they can't because they don't own anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's the the rules unfortunately are not the same. You know what I'm saying? Unfort you know would it be cool if owners would tell guys, hey, we're gonna trade you? You know what I'm saying? You know before they get on a flight. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But does it suck that they have this type of power and they can like? Because pretty much they're pretty. Andre Drummond career is pretty much on hold right now. Yes. He's pretty much just, he's on hold until they, until they decide what they want to do with him. He's just hanging around, and, and that sucks. It sucks when, like, when when business prevents you from doing the one thing you love. Now, that I have a problem with. At least let me hoop until the meantime. I understand, like, if he gets hurt, he loses his value. I get it. I get it. But from that standpoint, I understand. But... But the, I'm just saying, then they come at these players and like be professional about it. like like don't, like don't hit me with that. Like no, you're 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 putting his career on the line right now, and and because he wears the street clothes, yes. Now there's this evaluation of oh, Andre Drummond's not good for the locker room. They tell him he can't play, he's getting traded. How do you feel going around saying I don't know what my career holds for me? Who you know everything's on hold, and you want me to be just in there like smiling? No, that that's not acceptable. So I get that you know they're different, but then they want to say. Be professional and stop doing this. Like, there's a you are the businessman. You are the owner. You probably have a degree or something. Like, you should be professional towards me. Then, like, understanding. Yes, I'm an NBA player. Maybe you know, but there's a there's a professional relationship as well as well as acting professional. So if they don't show that respect, why do they then come at them and say, "Hey, I need you to be more professional about the way things are going down." It's like, yeah, but you're not treating me with the with the professional kind of respect. And I'm not taking the heat for it because I'm not good in the locker room because of the way my attitude is. Because I'm not playing the only thing I love to do, and you're going to trade me, which I think I'm a great player, and I get 20, you know 18 rebounds a game. So I'm just saying I think that there's – I understand they're different, but I think that maybe the rights could be a little bit closer together than how far apart they are. That's Maybe you could give them that. You know what's crazy is I never thought there would, a day would come where I would be on the side – against the players but I guess in the situation I am because again it's it's you know what you're signing up for there's there's no, you know what I'm saying like there, there there's no, no I, don't know that. I don't know if I agree that they know what they're signing they up know they have to be it's, it's like it's like college right you can no kid can come out in, in 2021 and be like man I didn't know college was this I didn't know college was that you know, I thought it was like no. You there have been a hundred years of this thing going on. Like you know what it is and what it ain't. The same goes for the NBA. It, the business. Uh, I disagree. I, th- I think it is a shock to some of these players of how it works. Not not guys like Jordan and Draymond Green who've been in the league, but I'm saying I think there's definitely some shock to the way things look, man. When you out there, just remember you can't really say these kinds of things. Stick to the who, script. Like, well, who like, fault is that then? That's their fault. There are plenty of examples of, 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 of what, like, how the business, the NBA business is ran. You think the owners are going to come out and be like, you know what, you're right, Draymond. You know what, you're Like, no. No, they're not going to come out and say that. You know what I'm saying? Because the league will last longer than him. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I just think he makes a really good point. I'm on his side. The Simple only the only problem, I, like I said, the only problem that I have is the fact that Andre Drummond's career is on hold. Anytime you, you stop somebody from doing the one thing they love, like, that I have a problem with. You know what right, I'm saying? But like, that's, but like, like, he's not good for locker room. Like, like I've he's, never he's heard something. that. I don't know where he, I, I know, okay, when it comes to, like, no, like, I'm saying any sport that that perception gets yeah. on you. Well, 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 I mean, like the example he used. Remember, I used bad examples. He used James Harden, who wet the bed in the playoffs multiple years in a row, and, who, and was dogging who, it for who, sure. Who, who you asked for Westbrook to be you, you traded? You asked for the team to trade for Westbrook, and now that mm-hmm. all that's gone to hell, now you want to leave, and you out of shape. You know what I'm saying? Well, so like that was again, a, they, they, apparently he wears a pad on his stomach. Yeah, just, but still. Um, so like yeah yeah I crucified James Harden too because I, I felt like it, he he it shouldn't have came from him, and the Kyrie thing was just weird because it's like it was in the middle of the season and he kind of left the team without really saying anything and that's not cool or whatnot. But it could have um, been mental, so I'm just saying right. like you know it, so it, people have mental issues. Give us you know. Yeah, I know I understand it, but in both yeah, Brooklyn, they're gonna be fine with KD and James Harden. Yeah, but in both those instances, both of those guys were being unprofessional. Like, one guy was dogging it, and the other guy, you know, left left his team kind of high and dry and did not say anything. Had James Harden, um, had he, had he, had he went behind the scenes and told Houston, hey, trade me, and then played like James Harden's supposed to play, I don't think nobody would have had a problem. You know what? He asked for a trade. He still went out there and bought at the highest level. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And had Kyrie said, tell them, hey, and take some time away to deal with what's going on up in my mental. Um, can you guys give me some space and let not? Hey, he said that, all right, cool, we know what's going on with you. Just check back in. But we so, don't live in that kind of world, Bryce. We know that. Come on. Yeah, but those are the decisions that they made. They, don't, they made those decisions to be, quote, unquote, unprofessional. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. The, I, the I, rules, I agree with you with James Harden, but the I don't rules know Kyrie. Because to me, I've had mental, you know, like, I had to go to, like, psychology. So I feel like telling people... Maybe it's the best thing. So you I'm going to split the truth on that Kyrie, but I agree with the James Harden thing. Just, you can't, just to get that out there. Anyway, no, matter, no matter what you're going through, if you if you got a job or something, you got to let them know what's going on. You can't just not. I mean, unless you want to get fired or whatever, and then that's your business. But at the end of the day, until you get your own power, until you get your own thing, that's your own business, you can run that how you see fit. That's the one thing that, that I'm learning the older I get is when it comes to businesses, you could run things how you see fit. You know what I'm saying? If I, if a team owner owns a team and I want to trade you at halftime going into the, or I want to, if I want to trade you going <laughs> into, with five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, well, guess what? I'm trading you if, if it's if it's better for my pockets and my business. That's what's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? It's not a respect thing. It's a business thing. You gotta leave. I, that, think, uh, I think there's some people that, that, that is a little bit different though. I, I don't think it's always about the pockets for them. There's some people that. I mean, it's important, but I'm just saying. I think there's. I think could, you can expand the view a little bit differently. I mean, I, I I get where Draymond is coming from, but it's like it's 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 unrealistic because it would because it's not his. I agree, but that's you know the sad thing. Is I'm it's I not, agree with you're that, not and, the, it's, and it's upsetting that it doesn't. It's not gonna happen. Like when like if if he and I'm pretty sure he has some he's been some businesses out there, but you you there for believe it or not. For every business you can see, there's a disgruntled employee, right? There's a pissed-off right. customer. 
You know what I mean? Not everybody likes the way things are run. Like, there's always somebody who, who feel like, well, this can be done. But trust me, I hear it every day. This could be done better. Uh, this could be, you know what I mean? Or this could be done better. You know what I mean? You, you, you should, you guys should do it like this. You guys should do it like that. But it's like, well, how about you get your own thing and you, once you get it like that, you could run it like that. You know what I'm saying? He wants power. Dr Draymond Green wants power and something that he has no stake in. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just, you know what I mean? It, 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 it's, I, I'm trying to use my words carefully because I don't want to diminish uh, NBA players role in basketball because it's the most important role but your role can't be important if ain't no money to, that funnels into the league you know what I mean like it, it is what it is like some you know what I mean you wouldn't be hooping for free you, you know what I mean the, your contract is getting signed you are getting a million dollars pumped into your pocket so I get what he's saying players do need to be treated with a little bit more respect but at the same time I don't think it's disrespect it's business you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 don't don't confuse the two. It's not disrespect. It's business. You know what I'm saying? Does it suck that some guys get traded? Yeah, it sucks. You know what I'm saying? Do you wish some guys can be? You know, that that you do. Is this, is it fair that some that players get vilified more than owners? Yeah, that sucks. But that's business. You know what I mean? The employee, believe it or not. An employee will always get yelled at more than the CEO. That that's just life. The employee who ain't got see, okay, who ain't got a pot to, I mean, No, but that's what they are. They're employees though. That's what they are. They're employees. That's what they are. are more close recording than that. Come on. No, they not, bro. They bro, do not but see you trying to and you 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 doing the same thing Draymond is doing is you're you're you think you're expanding your role when it can't be expanded. That's, no, you're trying to do that, and it can't. I'm saying the gaps like this, it's a lot bigger. I'm saying the gap, the gaps right should be a little closer. But I'm saying to you, on the court, five in the front office, and then the owner. I'm just saying I don't think it's it, it's that vast as enough. It is know. though. You think I'm telling you, it is. There's a difference between. There's not a hundred thousand employees and, and the CEO and the president vice president going down. Just, trust me, it's a difference between the guy who owns the team. And the, and the star player on the team, they not the same thing. And don't I ever, get that. And don't ever that. think that they that. play. Y'all not playing on the same playing field. I get that. You know what I'm saying? I, I just don't think it's the same as an appointed CEO. That's my point. But whatever. Like, well, well, you, but, but but I'm just saying you got to see it from the owner standpoint, right? You're an employee. Like you're a high priced employee. You know what I'm saying? You're one of my top employees. You know what I mean? You help my business more than most of the other people. You're one of the star players, but you're still an employee at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So, you, yeah, you may feel like, hey, it's not fair that, well, you buy your, you know what I'm saying? You buy your own team, and you do it the way you see fit, which is a different problem. Because that, that's a different. I about that, 15 years. Once I'm making it right, big, I'm about to Right, right, right. Well, that, and that comes with like different that. powers. Just like that, 15 years, As Bryce. far as, you know, black players being able to, like, own team. Now, that's a different story. Given it a chance, because I'm pretty sure a lot of them will. Hopefully, LeBron becomes the next guy after Jordan. But at this moment, don't confuse disrespect can't with business. You know what I'm saying? Players, yeah, you gotta conduct your certain way. But that's that's any employees, right? You at your job, at my job, when you when you were working here with me, we had to do things a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Right? We had to. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't. Like I, we couldn't just 
do all be on our phones and walking around and popping in offices and stuff like that. So other people can. You know what I mean? That's them. It ain't the same for everybody. That's where I'm coming from. It ain't. It ain't. It's not disrespect. Oh, it's I, business. I, see it. it's saying, business. I, I think Draymond, Draymond Green makes a great point of how relationships could be a little bit different. That's what I'm saying. I, and that some players get too much heat for their professionalism. One, sometimes they don't get it back. That's all I'm saying. I'm with you. I'm with you. I hear you. I disagree, but I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, you can check uh, check out his clip though. It is interesting to watch. It, it, it is interesting from his perspective. So check it out on YouTube. Draymond Green comes out in the NBA. You can watch that anywhere else. I do encourage you to check out some of these stories on your own as well, just to get a full throttle thing. Um, well, actually, we give it to you straight, but anyway. Uh, best thing, though, is, um, um, I mean, you know, I, I, I disagree, obviously. I think Jeremiah Green has a really good point. He's always in the right, but that's all we really got for you today. Um, you know, you heard her here first, straight from the horse's mouth. You can follow me at Eric2320 on Instagram, Eric Bradley Brownshaw on, on Facebook, Bryce. You can follow me at Bryce Odin on Facebook. You can follow me at Bryce SFHM Podcast on Instagram. And we'll see you later. Peace.